Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. This is your host, Lorraine Ball. And today, we're going to talk about email. I know, I know, it's not the exciting, you've got mail, it's email. But it isn't. Email is a powerful, powerful marketing tool. and, And my guest, Kendra Corman, is passionate about email. She's going to talk with us today, and I want you to know a little bit about Kendra. She has more than 15 years of marketing experience working with one of the top brands in the world, all the way down to solopreneurs just starting out. Her passion is for making sure that marketing expertise is affordable and accessible to all businesses. She loves teaching people how to grow their email list and add value to their audiences. She's addicted to learning and sharing her knowledge, and today she's going to share a little bit with us. Kendra, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad to be here. I am so excited to talk to another email marketing fan because I'm a fan too. But tell me, why do you think it's so important that business owners embrace email? Well, I think the number one reason is because it works. So I just had a conversation the other day with a client and they were saying that their goal this year is to increase their social media following. I'm like, okay, we need to have a meeting. And I'm like, because that's great. But then what? Then what are we going to do? What if Facebook goes down or cuts off their profile? There's nowhere else to go. If we have emails, we own those contacts. We can take them wherever we want to go into different systems. There's just so much more flexibility and we can contact them when we want to contact them to give them information that they want and need to know. You really hit on so many great points there. The first is you own your email list. It becomes an asset of your business. And that second one that nobody wants to think about, but what happens if Facebook goes away or completely changes their algorithm? And you really need to own those relationships. So I'm totally with you. I'm going to build my email list. But how? How do I go from 50 or 500 to Five or 10,000, because that's what I really need. I would caution you to grow too large. One of the things I've been talking people about a lot lately is cleaning their list. So making sure that you've got really quality and interested prospects on your list. You want people, if it's 500, 1,000, great. If it's 200, great. As long as it's people that you're going to be able to convert and that are interested in your product or service. Now, that's not to say that five or 10,000 isn't a bad, because it's not, um, as long as they are interested prospects. So I encourage everybody to invite people to join your email list, but do not call it joining your email list. Do not ask anybody to sign up for any more email. You don't want more email. I don't want more email. Nobody listening here wants any more email. And the reason we don't want any more emails is because we get more than enough. But I will guarantee that there is an email that you get that you look forward to or that you read or you skim and you read every so many of them when they apply to you. That's because they're providing value to you. 
And as long as you're providing value to your customers and clients and prospects, they want to get email from you. Absolutely. There was a really good point there when you said that you're not asking them to join a list. You're offering them information in exchange for their email address. And looking at it, not like they're some, a member of some club, but that there's someone who is trusting you to give them good information is a really nice way to frame that. And I really like the fact, I always go at everything about thinking about value and what value I can provide to my target audience. I know that you've talked you talk a lot about target audience and really understanding your audience. I've heard um, several of yours. I, I like the marketing tip on your customer is more than a number because it's true. It's not just demographics. It's what they feel. It's what they need. It's the problem you can solve. So you really need to think about how you can help those on your email list with the problems that they have. Awesome. So as I'm thinking about my email campaign, are there different types of emails that I can send to different groups of people? Do I just send everybody the same thing? How do I sort of approach this so that it is relevant? So that's a great question. So I personally, I love setting up segments inside my email. So I have people that are interested in different things. And I know this because for me, I use downloadables so, or freebies or lead magnets, whatever you want to call it, in my business. So I know what they've downloaded. Then I send them welcome emails because, yay, you're on my email list now. I'm super excited to have you. And I want to welcome them and remind them why they joined and give them what they signed up for first. Then I actually have my weekly email, which... Uh, I send out every Thursday, highlights my podcast, my guest on my podcast, lessons learned, things like that. So there's a lot of informational interview information I can send that way. But there are times when there are people on my email list that don't want information about my upcoming email list growth course or my new blog writing course that's coming out or my podcasting course that's coming out. And so they're able to opt out of those communications so that they don't get in inundated with them. And that's okay. I'm okay with that. I want to give people what they want. Um, I've been finding, interestingly enough, that GIFs or GIFs, whichever way you want to pronounce it, that GIFs are actually increasing the engagement in my emails. Little things like that. I don't encourage overly designed emails because then it feels a little impersonal, but emails written directly to your audience that's helping them with a problem that they have or providing them insight and information into a problem that they have followed by, you know, um, just something that feels personal, like a conversation, building that no like, and trust factor is really what it comes down to and what I encourage. I love that. And I love the idea of adding a little gift because I think about like when I see them on my Facebook feed and when somebody responds to something someone says, and just use this a funny little GIF. It's disposable content, but in that moment, it's like, oh, that's fun. And so you stop and you do, you do respond or you do look at it and it, it does make it memorable. And I think you can go 
too far and over design, or you can strip it down so much that it doesn't even feel professional. And so I think hitting that sweet spot in between is definitely worthwhile. Yeah. And I think you have to find out again, what is that in between for your audience? If you've got, I'm a big fan of like the disc assessment, D-I-S-T. If you've got a lot of D's, on your email list, you want short, sweet, and to the point. If you've got a lot of C's, like my husband on your list, then you want to make sure that you're giving them a lot of detail and that email might be longer. But again, it goes back to what you do a lot of talk discussions about knowing and understanding your customer and prospect. Absolutely. And one of the things that I love, because email marketing has come such a long way over the years that I've been doing it, you can actually ask people we have these three lists, which would you like? And then put them on that list and stop sending them information about the green dress if all they want are the red dresses. And if they just want pants, don't send them anything about dresses. And it's a lot easier to do that than ever before. You can create one email newsletter that has what they call dynamic content and literally just switch out one article based upon what their interests are. It's so amazing what you can do and how you can streamline your time and effort. Absolutely. You know, email has been around so long that I think we do take it for granted. But I remember when I first started my business and I was working with clients and we were sending postcards and they were spending thousands of dollars to deliver something that half the time would end up in the trash. And now they spend pennies. And it's such an amazing tool. So there's a bunch of different information. It it ranges anywhere from like $34 to $42 return on investment for every dollar you spend on email marketing. Wow. Wow. Where else do you get those results? Pretty much nowhere else can you get that type of return. Email marketing, because it's permission-based, because I'm inviting you into my inbox means that I want to hear from you and I want the value you can provide me. And then that also means that I'm interested in potentially buying from you. That's part of why it's so successful. Now, I am a big fan of direct mail, the right time and place, depending on who your audience is. Don't get me wrong, but you're right. It's a lot more expensive than email marketing. Absolutely. Well, Kendra, at some point, we will have to bring you back to talk about direct mail. But for now, we're going to wrap and I'm going to encourage any of you, if you are curious to learn more about email marketing, if you want to learn more about Kendra, there's going to be a link to KendraCorman.com in the show notes. And also this wonderful quiz that she has that can help you understand your list building style. Kendra, thanks again for being a part of the show. Thanks so much for having me. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, if you'd like to find other resources for your business, be sure to check out our digital toolbox. You'll find workbooks, white papers, webinars, and so